Welcome everyone to the Jim and Sam Town Square. This is our first episode. We're here, we're ready, we've cleared the fog, and we're going to jump in to everything spectacular that happened with Jim and Sam this week. I'm Scott King. Jim and Sam fans know me from the Forbes articles. I'm joined by my co-host, Jim and Sam super fan and TV producer extraordinaire, Chris Cangilla. Chris, thanks for joining me. Hey, Scott. Thanks. I don't know if we actually did clear the fog, but you know, whatever people want to believe is is fine with me. We don't talk about old S. Just no, like we don't. Sam. No. So what happened, you know. Yeah, I get you. In uh, Chicago and L.A., British all those things. Yep. No one's idea. business. But hey, look, a lot happened this week. As I said, uh, you know, I thought it was a very, very well-balanced week with the show's had fantastic guests, some Jim and Sam favorites. And also something, Chris, that, that you like to say a lot is there was a lot of good talk just with the guys in the studio. Yeah, I like it. It was a little hard because Sam was in Los Angeles for those two days. So they've got that Zoom delay that you and I kind of experience once in a while here on these calls. But um, yeah, it was great to have uh, to have them just chit chat. And then, of course, you know, you get some of the favorites in with, you know, with Ian and C, you know, CQ and and uh, and then, of course, Bill Burr and all all the all the great guests that came on this week was uh, was fabulous. Absolutely. And other things that we're going to touch on is we somehow we're either getting new little Jimmy stories or we're getting more details. And I think that's something we've come to see from the show. One of the reasons the show is great. And, you know, we're starting to see some more Jim characters, too. So we're going to dive into a, a new certain character of a certain ethnic uh, background and. You know, I think a lot's going on for the guys off the air, which is great for them, uh, for their careers. The, the big news, obviously, uh, UFC, the, the parent company of UFC Endeavor, just bought or 51% of the WWE. We know Sam does a lot for the WWE. Jim obviously gets paid by the UFC for his podcast. He does with Matt Sarah. I just think this is great for both guys. I think there's a lot of opportunity there. And and also, Jim's been very busy with Burt Kreischer, who's a megastar. He's about to have a movie come out, doing his roast, hitting the road with Burt. So I think things are looking up for both guys, Chris. Yeah, you know, it's it's pretty cool because I did remember Sam kind of, you know, flirting with who's going to buy, uh, you know, that part of his life and uh, always saying good things about Disney or Apple or any of those companies that might have been interested. But no, I think... You know, what we're hoping as fans is that they will partner them up together on something, either bring Jim in on a WWE thing or or bring Sam over to the UFC for something. But it'd be great to have those guys do something together in that world, wouldn't it? Absolutely. You imagine that? I mean, we know Jim loves wrestlers mania. So hopefully, hopefully they do something from there again. Uh, look, let's get to the guests. There were some great guests this week, some new people, some classic Jim and Sam opening Anthony guests. But let's let's talk about them. we had. CQ, not just on the phone, in studio. We had Karen Feehan. You always know what you get with Karen. Uh, let's just say she's kind of cut from the same cloth as as a Jim and a Troy. She's so a female version of Jim, I think, sometimes. What's that? I'm sorry, Chris, what's that? I'm sorry. She's a, she's Karen seems to be the female version of Jim, it appears. I know. And I, you know, I think she hustles. I think she's a great comic, too. And yeah, she doesn't great. apologize for it. She's herself. And that's why she's a great guest. We had Jim Belushi. I don't he must have done Opie and Anthony. I remember being on Jim and Sam. Uh, we had a, a great Bill Burr appearance who's just killing it. And uh, Jeremiah Watkins was was Thursday. So uh, let's let's get to what we thought. Chris, I'll, I'm going to let you start because I'm still on the fence. Who do you think was the best guest this week? You know, um, you can't go wrong with Bill Burr. I mean, it's just been a while. I, I'm just trying to think about, I know they had him on probably during Zoom, uh, during the pandemic, you know, um, but I, I I, just, 
that friendship that he and uh, and Jim have that's been over the years. And they even talked about it a little bit. You know, they talked about, you know, Bill and Kevin Hart and those guys. They don't change. You know, these guys have found super, super success. You know, Bill is talking about doing Fenway and Kevin reaching the heights that he's had. And they're the same guys. And they all unite behind their their uh, their joy of making fun of Voss, which just grounds them all in uh, in friendship. So, yeah, it I, I loved having Bill on there. Um, I, I like having Karen. Karen was great. I think the weakest one for me was, uh, you know, was Jim Belushi. I mean, he's he's a nice guy and, and I like him in a lot of things, but he did. He seemed a little bit off. So I'm not sure if he's taking more product in than having it go out. But I, I, I agree think? with you 100 percent. I was going to say uh, my best guess was not Jim Belushi. And look, I think he gets a lot of hate thrown his way just because his brother was such an icon. You know, he's he spent a lot of time in, in Chicago. So when he comes here, you pick up on that. that he's a nice guy. I think he's, you know, picks up or, or catches a lot of grief just because of who his brother was. He's not going to live up to that. Obviously, he seemed like a nice guy, but I agree. There was just he was a slow talker. So it's like I'm, I'm thinking, is he sampling the merchandise a bit too much? I, I love people that get into that business. I applaud them. He actually had some good John Candy stories, too, like behind the scenes stuff. So actually, I think listeners, they hadn't heard it. It's worth going back to listen just for like the John Candy stuff. But yeah, I always the love best how, guest. No, no, I always have love. How Jim has his person. He has his, you know, his questions for the show and then his personal questions. What's it like to work with this guy? I heard that, you know, it's stuff that Jim wants to know, which is. Sometimes what we want to know as well, but Jim has, it's it's great. He always has these personal things that he's just curious about, you know? Absolutely. So he was asking Jim some of that. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. And for me, I am on the fence when it comes to this week's best guest. Cause I thought, like I said, it is such a treat to have Colin Quinn in the studio there. He's always great when he calls in, but th there's something different. And you hear the guys talk about it all the time. You hear guests talk about it, like being there when you're in the mix and you can turn and Riff, riff with Jim or, or you know, whoever else is there, Sam, the other guests. But you talk about ripping on Voss. I think that was some classic CQ and Jim and Sam ripping on Voss. And <laughs> Voss was golfing from, was golfing with somebody from Pennsylvania, they believe. So he could not join the show that day as co-host. So, so uh, I think was it was Ian in that day? Yeah, yeah Ian he was, was in that CQ day. CQ goofed on Ian. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so that, was, that could have been Voss. Exactly. And I'll tell you what, the, the boys making fun of uh, of Voss, you know, telling his tall tales, if you will, to uh, all his new golfing buddies about wavy gravy and how he can't even, you know, carry this man's shoes or whatever that saying is. But yeah, I can just see Voss talking about, well, did you know that I knew wavy gravy back in just hilarious yeah. in the golf course? And they are they're making a lot of fun of it. And of course, it's CQ too. Jim, yeah. you know, debuted a, not a character, but how he was taking over as you know the Jim Dream interpreter, and he was in, interpreting the the boys' dreams and and doing a quite good job at that. And I love that too. And that could very well turn into a Jim Norton character, a oh, guy God, who, like, no matter what's going on, is just interpreting dreams and irritating the hell out of everyone. Um, but yeah, with CQ ripping on Voss, I thought that was great. And they just cannot stop playing the wavy gravy. Happening from uh, Woodstock, right. and I don't want to stop hearing it either. And I, and we're going to talk about this later, our, re our favorite recurring bits. But man, when, when they play that, it never gets old. And when they introduce somebody to it, it didn't happen this week. But when they introduce somebody to that, and they're like, wavy gravy, it's amazing. You it's know, amazing. we've all been either having to do these types of things or have seen people trying to do these types of things. You don't know what to really say about somebody. You're just trying to, you know, 
get into the moment. So I'm sure Voss was just trying like, hey, I have a job to do. What am I supposed to do? Tell everybody this guy stinks. Why is he here? You know, it's just he was just playing along. But just the way that that he did it. Also, when he's playing golf with people, we've heard that he lies about being an FBI profiler while playing golf. We heard that he told a dark joke uh, to a stranger couple golfing with him that he was going to hit the woman with a shovel in his car, I believe. So who knows what happened? What did Sam say about Jim Collins? What did Sam say about in the in the green room before Voss went on that he told the photographer that he's going to kill him? Like, leave me alone, I'm going to kill you or something like that. But yeah, I, just Voss is a character, you know, and it, and it just, I got a Voss moment that I want to share with you a little later on because I think oh, it's wait. one of one of Voss's best, but we'll we'll wait for that moment. Go ahead. Can't wait. So back to my favorite guest. You know, this is, this is going to be our show. We're going on some fantastic tangents because we love the show. But uh, that, that rare secure appearance and then Burr, and and Burr met or was told uh, maybe my favorite little Jimmy story and had a great reaction to it that we'll get into later. But, I mean, you take stuff like that and Burr talking about, you know, what it was like at Fenway, selling out Fenway. He's from Boston. So you kind of get that inside um, feeling of what it was like to be there, those behind the, the, the curtains stories and CQ. Man, I think. You got to pick one, brother. I know. I know. I'll go. I'll go with. It's hard. This is hard, but I think I'll go with Burr just because it's, it's always cool to hear about the benefit they do for Patrice. There's stuff on that. John Stewart was there. It's cool to hear about. And yeah, just, just the, the, the ride Burr is on right now and him being in the studio was great. CQ uh, doing a almost there. a tie for me. You know, it's, it's good too, because, you know, I truly believe, I think we brushed upon this last week that, you know, these comedians just want to come and hang, you know, they know that it's a good time to hang with these fellas and they don't have to push anything. You know, Bill wasn't promoting this. I mean, he has nothing to promote. The benefit was already over. He just wanted to be with his buddies, right? And yeah. and hang out and talk. So another reason why that's great and why that, that was my pick, because he doesn't have to do that. He's super right. He's famous and wealthy, but he loves that show. Jim's one of his probably good comedy buddies going back a while. So yeah, that's another reason. And he doesn't works. own any, he doesn't get any money from his Star Wars character that's for sale. So <laughs> we found that out. But he uh, thought no, he looks he, Russian too. Yeah, he does. He said he did look Russian. But yeah, no, he he doesn't need to go on there. So you know it's a it's a labor of love for him. What else you got, my brother? All right. Now we're gonna go to line of the week. There were some good ones. Again, I almost had a tie, but I think I, I think I know this one. But uh for this, we'll count we'll count a guest, we'll count a member of the staff in the room, we'll count of course the uh the co-host. So Chris, start with you again. Who'd you have for line of the week and what was All right. It? So I, I don't think I'd fit in those three categories, but I think you'll appreciate it. All right. Is uh, the funniest line. And this wasn't a, just a quip that one of the guys had in there. So I want to I want to do two. I want to do a line that made me laugh the most. And then the line of the day, which is actually kind of the line of the week, because we're you know recapping this first week of April. But the line of the day or the one that made me laugh the most is when they're talking about the Patrice benefit. And Voss was introducing, I think, Keith Robinson, who is moving a little slower these days. And Voss said, this next guy, well, he'll be our next benefit. I counted. But, and I love it. It counts. I loved it. Right. It counts. It was, I, la- I laughed when I heard that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it made me laugh really hard. And that's a great, that's what I was alluding to earlier. It's it's a Voss line that was perfect. And Another reason why I like Voss, because I know what a clever joke he is. He is a great joke writer. Him yeah. and Jim are so similar with their joke writing and their quick delivery. So well, you yeah, can see that in Jim's Burt uh, Chrysler Roche, you know, Roche, yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, so, it was so good. spot on. All right. So here's my true in the moment 
line. And I, I can't remember who said this, so bear with me. But I think I think Ewan was talking about Sam Stunner, you know, St- Sam's fake stunner or whatever that wrestling move is, that bad stunner he did on tape. Stone Cold and, Stunner. There you go. And, and excuse me. And uh, someone said, uh, you know, I think Ian said, you know, what if I what if I do a stunner on stage? And Jim said, get some laughs. So that would be a stunner if you if you got some laughs because he's not that funny. I like that. I didn't say one coming. That's definitely a that was one of my favorites. What do you got, brother? All right. So I got you know one was uh, one was a little lengthy, but it was. I'll do that one second because that's that's my definite line of the week. So my my runner up. So I had two that were very close that were phenomenal, and now I feel better about not giving them guest of the week because CQ Colin Quinn for me absolutely had line of the week. Here was his runner-up that was almost a tie. He told Jim, you have Charles Grodin pants with the Gilmore Girls lower body. <laughs> yeah, Jim is dressing like a little older man. That's a great one. <laughs> and another another great phrasing and, and joke. Just incredible. So that was yeah. that was close to being my number yeah. one line of the week. Here is the line of the week from... Where's the drum roll? Maybe I'll put that credit. in in post. You got to give Ian Fidance credit because for my line of the week, he set it up. He set up the riff on home improvement, uh, alleging through joke that uh, Wilson was behind the fence and you couldn't see his face because he was a sex offender. And then CQ threw this out there for the line of the week, shoe in for me. With the advances in DNA, Tim, I must leave town immediately. <laughs> it's incredible. It's his advice to Tim, right? Can I throw one more in? Because it, Go for it. I love, I love these lines. Go for I'm it. I'm sorry. I just I know we should pick one, but... You know, the guys were talking about Jim. We talked about Jim's crazy stories yeah. in uh, in the um, in uh, in one of the shows. And I think this was with Burr, I think. And I don't maybe Sam said this, too. You know, like like how Burr had F for the family. Is that with Burr's? Uh, F for family was his show. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Rock had uh, everybody hates Chris. Well, Jim's would be everybody F's Jim. Dude, that was another one. Yeah, <laughs> that was another good one for, for me. me. And yeah, I, I don't know if you felt this way. It just was like a perfect week for me for what I want with the banter, where it's just them. These amazing lines, great guests. It, it was such a such a great week yeah. for the show. The only downfall was that Sam wasn't in studio, uh, and we had that delay. You know, and he, it would just it felt like Sam couldn't participate like he normally would when he's in a studio, little bit. But, but other than bit. that, you know, we're stepping on each other tonight because it's a hard technology to get through. So exactly. I can I can appreciate what he had to go through. On and that. look how good they did during the pandemic with it. Like every other inter, like Zoom interviews I'd regularly watch during the pandemic, people messed up all the time. They're they're pretty fa- flawless. You got to give them some yeah, credit. For sure. Now we go to what's been an amazing part, not just of Jim and Sam, but going all the way back through ONA history, Little Jimmy stories. And here we are in 2023. We already had years of Jim and Sam, and we're still getting more Little Jimmy stories. And Jim's matured as a guy too, and these are still coming out, and they're amazing. And what surprises to me, and yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt you, is that no, no, go. Sam, who has known Jim for what, how many years, is hearing them for the first time. I can understand us fans hearing things for the first time, but Sam's like, what, what happened? Totally. You know, that cracks me yes. up. Continue. No, and Travis does the same thing too. He's like, what? And Jim always goes, "Can I tell you guys this?" There was like, no. <laughs> this is crazy. And it's always like, this is not okay that this happened to you. No. Poor Jim. Uh, so here's here's the ones that 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 came out. And, and I want to hear what you have to say about them, Chris. So we had, this was in, in oldie, but the one I keep alluding to is probably the best Jim Norton 
little Jimmy's story. And he's probably, he might've been like a teenager too. Those are still little Jimmy stories in my book. I don't know about you. Yeah. But I mean, I, uh, it, yeah. It, it, just to clarify a little yeah. bit, you know, Jim, Jim got into comedy when he, what he was 19. Is that right? I, it might've been. Yeah, I think so. I think, 18, you know, when he was, when he was really in there. So, I mean, yeah. anything before Jim was truly on the road or maybe the first year or two on the road are little Jimmy stories. He, he used to go by little Jimmy Norton. Wasn't that his, uh, his name when he started comedy? I'm not sure. I know they called him that on Oneaton. Yeah. Especially so maybe that's that's what he's doing. But anyway, continue. Right. Yeah. Tell what's your favorite. Maybe he'll the... do it now. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> not so, if he goes so... on uh, testosterone, right? <laughs> that's right. He might do that. So we have Bill Burr hearing the devil in the lake story. And it's it's even better than the wavy gravy. When you have someone in who doesn't know that, it's an A-list celebrity. And he's known Jim forever. Like, that's an amazing person to have here. That and the reaction was great. So they, so Jim tells a story where a strange, overweight man brought him to a lake and said, my father is in there. And pointed to the lake and said, when you will see my father, you will make love to me. And Jim was drunk and responded, like, shut up, I'm going to kill you or something. Like, well, you know, he said his father was Satan and Jim was a little Satanist back in those yes, days. So yes. he was very anxious to see Satan in the lake. Because he pledged his soul to him. Yeah, of course. You know, right. and wrote the note in blood for sure. Because right. Jim, so... Jim was not, you know, troubled. Anyway, um, so yeah, he... Uh, he <laughs> so Jim went with this guy. Now, I'm Jim's age. I remember those years. You did go do stupid things where you'd ride with strangers in the car or someone would give you a ride somewhere you didn't know, or you'd go in somebody's house, you know, just, it was just a different time. So I can understand that part of Jim taking a ride with this guy, but the whole rest of the story just scares the crap out of me. I don't know if anyone else ever heard those exact words. So when the guy said that to Jim, Burr said that that sounded like death metal lyrics, which I thought was hilarious. Exactly. My father in the lake made love to me. You know, love to me. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and that's that's what cracks me up too, is yes, the A-listers, Jim's friends that haven't heard these stories are think they're hilarious, but aren't surprised by them. <laughs> you know, the big part of it is they're like, hey, that's Jimmy. That's, that's Jim. a great point. We yeah. didn't hear a what? What happened to yeah. you? Yeah. Bill Burr? Like, oh, OK. It's weird. And that's my buddy, Jim. Yeah, right. Right. Exactly. You know, I like just I, I love those little Jimmy stories. I, I uh, we we talked about, uh, in, you know, in person about the, the pool story that we heard about. I think he's talked about that before. You want to share? Yeah, like so the next one about? on my list from this week, I think there's three of them that that you know follow our guidelines for a little Jimmy story. And I, yeah, you're right. I think he said this before, but I think there's more to it this time. I don't know yeah. if we we heard what the woman said when Jim was at a pool, definitely not a teenager, five or six years old. He said uh, that he could see a woman's hair in her bathing suit to his friend Tony at the pool. Which this is one I think like other people could relate. You might say something like this when you're that age because like. First of all, why why is that happening with her? Like you might have said this to to well, uh, one of your friends, right? Personal story. I remember seeing somebody when I was a younger person, probably about eight or nine, a woman, and uh, you know it's probably the late seventies, early eighties, and uh, she was out of bounds, and I couldn't figure out what the heck was going on there because 
nothing was out of bounds on me just yet. No. So I, I don't, I just don't think I'd say it to my friend. No, I don't think I'd voice those concerns that that just cracks me up. And then the lady blew up at Jim, right? She, Tony told on him. She said, what did you say? And Jim's like, nothing, you know, trying to get away with it. And Tony right. told her, he said he could see your hair in your bathing suit. <laughs> and this is, this is the part that I think is, I actually think she's wrong because they're just little kids. Right. She 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 called him a she called Jim a little effing pig, a five or six year old kid. I don't think that was uh, the guys didn't respond to it. Sam and Travis and yeah, and Troy didn't, didn't say like how how dare this woman. Yeah, I think she was in the wrong too because of what yeah. you know the kids kids point out and we both have kids. They point out the the weirdest things you know, and they have this they don't have a filter where they're like I shouldn't say that. They just are honest. Like I see this. This is what I see. What is it? You know. So that's what Jim was doing. We didn't know that he would, you know, turn out to be perverted. But, uh, you know, it's it's an honest, honest thing to say. And it's it's weird. Do you have another Jimmy uh, thing from this week? Last one I have is that the story from Jim doing what he did in the back seat, and with uh, Levy and Florentine. And, and a, I think that he, was a foggy day, wasn't it? Oh, he had some fog to clear for sure. Yes, he did. Definitely clearing the fog there in that back seat, but. He had just met them or or only worked with them a couple times, even according to him. And another instance where we heard this before and we got a little more detail, I think. It's just like yeah. you ever watch like the first two seasons of Blacklist where you like you think you know. Right. And you're like, I've never like, saw a little that more. A little yeah, more. Exactly. You know, um, my so favorite. Yeah, so that. So my favorite part of that story is is the setup where, you know, he's the girls at the at the club and 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 hating on Jim for for lack of a better word. And you know, and he thinks that something's going to happen. And then he has an idea to take her outside to give her a headshot of which we would, I've, I got to see that headshot. I'm not sure if you have before, but he, uh, CQ was, was riffing on that one too. <laughs> and, uh, you want to give her that headshot? <laughs> That's not going to do you any good. Um, and he wanted to give her a headshot in, in the guise of maybe, you know, hooking up a little bit. And, uh, and her brothers came out and were watching her interaction with Jim. So that kind of C blocked him a little bit and uh, he had to get the fog out in the car. And I love my favorite part about that is I think Florentine was driving, right? And his his brand new car. Yeah. Yeah. It's a brand new car. Yeah. So he was a little upset about what was going on in the back seat. And who was, who's with him? What was the other comedian? I think it was Levy. I think it's Bob Levy. Yeah. 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 So uh, yeah. two of his good buddies. Yeah. So, you know, this is, this just reinforces that, Jim is a well-loved and good friend because some of those guys, if that was happening, like I'm never going to work with that freak again. And now they've been friends for 30 years or however long, you know, it just reinforces that the, this friendship and this brotherhood among these comedians is, is super strong and they're all perverts. Absolutely. And speaking of Jim, our next segment here, our next topic, a new character. We, we, we met Murph, this week, Murph had his origin story play out live in front of us. An Irish character that just speaks with an Irish accent, just pointed out stuff to the great legendary Johnny Brand Muffins, Jim's manager, Jonathan Brandstein, who is, uh, look, I've, I've met him. I've talked to him a few times. Very classy, nice guy, very connected in the entertainment industry. And he has this love-hate relationship with Jim's characters, just like everyone else. Yeah, it's exactly. I mean, Jim does it to annoy him. My favorite stories about Jim and his manager, the passing gas in the in the car and 
having brand muffins go back in the car to move it and, and get <laughs> destroyed by Jim smell in there. I think that's hilarious. I remember in my youth, we used to, we used to call it a cup of love. You'd <laughs> cup your fart and hand it to the next guy um, or walk up behind him and put it right underneath his nose. And it works. It works. <laughs> And destroy him that way. But yeah, I mean, Murph was great. Of course, he debuted, not debuted, but he told the rest of us in front of one of the Irish comics of the world at CQ. Um, so I'm sure that CQ loved uh, loved that. Okay, here. This is a Jim and Sam Town Square exclusive. I have a reaction to Murph from the man himself, Jonathan Branstein. I texted him today. I said, was Jim's new friend Murph easy to be around? <laughs> <laughs> and Johnny Brandmuffin said, oh, please, he's the effing worst. But he didn't say effing. Yeah. So there you go from the man himself. We are going to well, have he, exclusives on the JSTS. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you what, for him to say he's the worst, I, I don't know. There's a lot of competition there with Doug Bell. I think I saw a post from Doug Bell this afternoon. Um, yes. And, uh, you know, you got Doug and Chip and Edgar and what else? There's a lot of them. Uh, uh, think about it. What's that guy? Think about it. What's that guy's? Uh, Craig Schinkel. Craig Schinkel. There's so yeah. many. And, and Pan. We haven't heard from Pan in a while. Oh, I forgot about Pan. <laughs> Dude, he. I want to talk about this on another show because I got to do more research. But I, he did a great podcast with Bobby Kelly a couple months ago. Uh -huh. and, he, and he started doing new characters. He's, he just does in his apartment for Bobby Kelly. You know, so, I think part of his new characters thing is to annoy his girlfriend, and he just finds joy in just doing other things. I just, I, I think it's funny, but let's pivot just a little bit and let's talk about Sam because, um, you know, they were talking earlier about radio voices, right? Or, or I think it was on Thursday about having a, a good radio voice. And, uh, and someone called in and say, Sam, you know, I think your, your voice is fine. You were, you know, he, and Sam goes, I never get a compliment straight up without being a caveat, right? You said that isn't qualified. And that was such a, that was maybe one of the things that like made me think this whole week because yeah, poor Sam, look at the career he's had. Sam works so hard, everything he does. And he does so many different things and he's good at them all. So for him to like, to him, for him to feel that way is very funny. And I, I think a lot of it is he made fun of himself with, you know, entertainment tonight or, or whoever yeah, was doing a show. Right. Like, it said, oh, your voice. And it probably does take listeners a little bit to get past that voice, but it, it, I think for all the fans, it happened years ago because he's so good at, at what he does and all the facets of the show. And his I think his voice has improved yeah. a little bit too. Look, yeah. I, I don't have a good voice. There's oh, a reason yeah. why what I don't do I this do? either. Right. right, exactly. So, yeah, I think I, and Jim saying he didn't have a, a good voice. I just I appreciate so much what Sam does, and I'll tell you, um, it was interesting. Jim was talking about listening to some. Uh, some former disc jockeys, some radio personalities. Yeah. And uh, he goes, you know, Sam, do you remember that? And Sam goes, no, it was before my time. He goes, well, what did you used to listen to in high school? He goes, ONA. Yeah, it was awesome. The afternoon show. I love That's, that you said I mean, that. So if you think about that, and, and Sam, you know, he's gotten to find a career in the two things he loves the most, right? In wrestling and radio. Yep. And, you know, he went from listening to his favorite show and, and goofing with his friends to interning to producing, to hosting shows, to being the co-host of that same show. Yeah, he's helping steer the ship. It, exactly. The new facet of this ONA universe. So and that wasn't impressive. given Absolutely. that wasn't given to him. He's no, he's worked at it and developed it and all the way. So I mean I know there's some not Sam haters, but Sam, you know, people just don't like Sam as much as they love Jim. Neither the show doesn't work with either one of them not being there. 
and I think they're it's a good uh, it's a good pair. Hundred percent. Let's talk show banter. So here I'm gonna give you a rundown of some of the things that were discussed just by the guys uh, this week, or I'll even maybe extend it to an Ian and a Karen because they are like a part of the show. So our our, our favorite bits of banter I have Jim and Karen. Sealed the deal. Both of them was the personal trainer. Jim yelled at his girlfriend about moving sheets. Jim yelled at a cab driver, then realized he was wrong about what the fare should have been. And uh, Thursday's show, most recent show, this was not, nobody challenged this. Sam's son is six and he hasn't been to a movie theater. You know, he gave the excuse a little bit too, that during COVID, you know, there weren't too many movie theaters open at that time. So he thinks he's taking him to a movie soon, but yeah, I was trying to think about when my kids were were young. I mean, we were, we were going to the Disney and the Pixar stuff pretty early on. So um, I got to I got to challenge you because yeah. my kids, I have kids that are close to the same age as, as Sam's. I got a 5-year-old now. Yeah. 7-year-old and a 2-year-old. And the fi- like the 5-year-olds already seen like four movies at the theater. I don't know, maybe one was during the pandemic. Like, so you're that person I get mad at when the kids no, scream in and we're watching the I wouldn't have brought him again if he wasn't I'm just quiet. kidding. I'm just no, kidding. First, and I'm, a, I'm a, a movie purist. If you go to the theater, yes. you're going to have an amazing experience. I love going to the movies. Yeah, you bet. I think Sam likes going to the movies so much by himself he does. that he's trying to postpone it as long as he can, that he has to, to go Well, you, you told the little story play. about, uh, you wanted to share with his son in the car about, you know, daddy's on Sirius on XM and he turned that on and, and it was... Uh, Karen was talking about a part of her body, the beehole yeah. right there. So I was like, Daddy, what were you guys talking? No, it's no, not like, that's not it. No, we don't need to listen you, anymore. You listen great. To more wrestling. Story. Yeah, that's great. And, you know, the the other thing that we talked about and, and one of those the banter moments was talking happened on Thursday, too, is the uh, the bathroom. You know, what do you do with a, a kid when you have to go number two? What do you do with your toddler or your kid? And. It's amazing to me, Troy and 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 Jim have no clue. Like it's, it is second nature to us parents. You got to bring them in the stall. You got to bring them in the stall with you. I luckily, because I did. I luckily have not been in that position. You're kidding me. No, it just worked out where I I had my wife with me or other relatives, or I didn't have to go. There's been there's been a lot of peas. Sure. I, a couple of times I held them over my shoulder and they're like, right. <laughs> I mean, I have a, a son and, and a daughter. I have two sons and, and a daughter, but I've taken, you know, when my daughter was young, I'd have to take her into the bathroom with me. I can't leave her outside. No, I can't, can't leave her out the door. And it if, is a nightmare. To, if to I had to do about. number two, you know, she's going to have to stay there and, and, and deal with it. But I've dealt with her number twos. Yeah, so, so she can, can deal, deal with, with yours. Mine. Exactly. Right. I mean, she's going to have to when I get older anyway, right? Yeah, just why not just drop hints of it now? Exactly. Um, no, I, I love that they brought it up because that is like a parent's worst nightmare being in that situation. I'm lucky I never had to be in that exact situation, but a lot of uh, a lot of number ones. Uh, other other well, things let me tell you, you get to. Let me tell you a quick story. I know we're right out Chris, of time. Go for it. That uh, this is a family joke in, in my family. Um, so uh our oldest is was uh, seven years old when our middle child was born, right? So when that uh, younger child was, you know, getting potty trained, he was eight, nine years old, and we were at his school, and my wife was in talking with his teacher and and him, and I was outside with with the baby, and I uh, I ran the the, the baby. He wasn't that much of a baby; he was a to- toddler, so he's learning, you know, to go to the bathroom. We didn't want him to to mess, so he had to go number two. So I ran into the school and my wife's going, what are you doing? What are you doing? I go, 
he has to go poo poo. He has to go poo poo. And I'm yelling this out loud all over the school. <laughs> and, it, it, and my wife is like, he's got to go poo poo. Where's the bathroom? So it, you have this, you turn off this filter when you're a parent. Like, I don't care anything else. I just need to finish what I need to do. I need to take care yeah. of this because before it comes a problem. So, it, so that's it a running joke. And you have to be done with it. And yeah, he's 23 now. So, you know, I, occasionally I'll say that to him and, you know, hey, you got to go poo-poo? I'll, you know, I'll yell it out for you if you want me to. Last thing we're going to get to, our last segment for our first show, recurring bits. What are our favorite ones? You know, and, and we hear guys know the the E-Rock hints. Guys know the wavy gravy. Okay. People know, uh, what else? What else is there that that you like? So it, it, it's not, it's, it's a new recurring bit. And I, I love that they're doing it. I think every day they bring up Troy being a hound and a legend. Um, and it's driving Troy crazy. <laughs> Sam specifically brings it up almost every day. Now this, you know, this is knowledge from long ago, but over the recent, I would say month or so, it's brought up almost every day. He, he did get the, uh, the retirement banner or, or a plaque. I should say, <laughs> but yeah, I just love that they uh, they give Troy grief about being uh, being a hound. And then my other recurring thing that I, I love is they talk about you know the challenges with uh, a former uh, co-host of this show, yes. and they don't even mention him by name, but they're like, "Well, I've had difficult situations in working with somebody closely uh, for a year or two that made it really a challenge." You know, they're talking like that where we know exactly what they're talking about, but I guess they won't. Uh, they won't get any legal action. No, it's yeah. Everyone knows very obviously who they're talking about, and it's 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 little jabs, and it's I mean it's kind of like it's always a perfect time for them too. So it is what it is, and you know that's it's that's funny. That's funny to me, and I think everything that happened and is is happening still is very clear. Uh, unfortunately, so what are your um, last I'll, thoughts, my brother? Before we ran out of time, I'll here. go to another recurring recurring yeah. uh, bit we've had over the years is uh, a little bit of the KID action. Anytime Kid Rock does anything, these guys are on top of it, and they'll come back from break with a little ba with ba you know, something yeah. something that gets your blood going. And I think he lit up a, a six-pack of uh, Bud yes. Light. Yes, right? most recently shot uh, Bud Lights, I believe, with a gun. I think, yeah, I think uh, someone had a comment. It's like, you know, other people joined in and doing this, you know, they'll probably have empty cans because they'll drink the beer yes, first. Exactly. and exactly. And then... Be uh, be part of that, and yeah. And I saw I saw that uh, that there's some whiskey stuff going on too with with that. So it's it's all over the place. But yeah, Kid Rock just and the name of his restaurant I don't remember, but it has a uh, a, a name that Travis likes saying a lot because it's very. Travis long. is very good at saying it. Troy called it the honky tonk badonkadonk on Thursday, <laughs> which isn't bad. <laughs> which isn't uh, bad. Which would be great to go to also. But I think they just do such a good job of naturally. Uh, with some good nature ribbing, cap- capturing his uh, d- clear douchiness. Kid, yeah. Kid Rock is such, there is such a ridiculous lot. person. There is a lot. Like you said before, it was a great week of radio, right? We had a good mixture of guests and the guys just hanging out. It was just crisp. It was fantastic. Uh, the perfect mess, the perfect mix. So um, it was fantastic. And thank you, Chris, for joining me and dissecting this amazing week. And thank all you guys for listening and watching. Yes, yeah, Scott, it was my pleasure. And we'll see you all in the town square next time. Thanks for watching and listening to the Jim and Sam Town Square. Please remember to like and subscribe and turn on that notification bell, not Doug Bell, so you don't miss an episode. And if you're listening to just the podcast, please leave us a five-star review. We really appreciate it.